0: Hello friends, welcome to Poof, a podcast for the Design Curious. Hi Kylie. Hey Jason. So we've been doing this podcast and I've been listening to Lena Dunham's podcast. It's called Women of the Hour and I listened to this one episode, it was really good, uh, it had Emma Stone and Ashley Ford, It was about friendship. I got to thinking about girls and some of... The apartments that are portrayed there for the characters in the show. Do you watch Girls? I, I
1: do. I was just going to say it's it's a very sort of interesting look at women and men, both, kind of in their you know early, mid, late twenties, trying to just kind of keep it all pulled together and yeah. keep keep life moving down a certain track. Um, so I think this is it's sort of a perfect you know kind of set up or segue into, into what we're talking about today and kind of starting to think about your space and what it was like in your, you know, early to mid twenties and, and how you were kind of figuring yourself out, let alone what you were going to put in your space.
0: Right. Yeah. The struggle is real. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I think that's what really won me over about the show in general is seeing people at that age. Yeah. Like you said, trying to keep it together, Especially like, this isn't in the forefront of what the show is about, but I am drawn to their spaces. And since today we're going to be talking about home design goals to hit by the time you're 30, I think girls is a really natural place to pick up. Because I think of like the character Charlie, I think he was originally, whose boyfriend was he or Flames? Marnie's. Marnie's, that's yep. right. He, like when Marnie first goes over to his place, he has this really super efficient layout and it has everything with these super modern wooden built-ins like storage and on top of the storage are these stairs and it it feels like so grown up compared to everything else that we've seen in girls um but it still highlights his personality in this way that feels like he's probably very handy he has some idea about an aesthetic like how the hell did he build this crazy room but also it feels like he's trying really hard maybe too hard
1: yeah, he. I think his space, right, is a tiny little place in New York, and he does a good job, I think, of maximizing the space that he has. You know, he's got the four walls, and he can't really go wider beyond them. So he kind of goes up and makes, makes sort of a little. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a playhouse, but. Um, no, like, I have <laughs> the same feeling. Yeah, it's like a fort. It it's is, like a grown-up I mean, fort. A fort. <laughs> totally. Huh.
0: That's a good point, though. It is very intentionally used space interesting i was also thinking of shoshana because her her place which you see occasionally has a very much apartment therapy design sponge feel like she has the rug with the geometric patterns and she has like a sort of eclectic curated feel throughout the apartment but because she's a young person like she's just not organized and her stuff is everywhere and like the style doesn't shine through I don't know, sort of like designed by her parents, maybe.
1: <laughs> right. It, it actually reminds me of what we talked about last week in that, you know, how your space really reflects who you are. It, when you look at Shoshana's space, you totally see her, right? Like very eclectic, yeah. kind of a little goofy, a little off, a little scattered. Um, so it's just, it's really, it's, that is a, a complete example of somebody's space just really showing off, you know, exactly who lives there.
0: Right, yeah. Oh, another one was Adam. Everybody knows Adam from Girls. You love him or you hate him, probably. Love him,
1: but he's now, like, on Star Wars. And I can't, what? every single t- <laughs> Yes! Have you not seen this? No. Oh, my gosh, he's in the new Star Wars. He's like, uh, like... Oh, I don't want to give it away, but okay. in case somebody hasn't seen it yet. But he is basically, I don't know, I'll say the new Darth Vader. And every time I see him, I'm like, "Adam, Adam, you're not you're not the bad guy on Star Wars." It's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Is it he
0: is. is he goofy still?
1: I mean, no, he's like a bad guy.
0: Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, it's worth noting I think that his place was very much like that sort of brooding genius look where I don't know. It has a very sort of sophisticated background to it. I mean, it's a mess. Like if you ever go back and look at his original apartment, there's like clothes everywhere. His mattress is on the floor. I think his mattress is even a futon on the floor, but there are these like sort of tones of like this intellectual who lives there. Like his personality is there, but like Shoshana, it's kind of obscured a little bit. And then I was thinking about other fictional characters who have these apartments that like sort of strike a chord for me in terms of design and Coming into adulthood and how that ties into design. And I was thinking of Howard's apartment from the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a great example of reevaluating your decor uh, <laughs> as you're getting older. Um, if you look, I'll put a picture on our blog entry um, that you can see below this podcast. But you can see that his room has like Star Wars action figures, a lava lamp. A lightsaber mounted on the wall, like leopard print pillows. And I don't know, he even has like the beginning of an art wall there. And while those types of quirky items like can work, like there's definitely space for that in a modern sort of sophisticated, it doesn't even have to be sophisticated, but just in a a well-designed room, it's just like so overblown and so...
1: Right. Again, a space that totally reflects the individual. I think... If my husband wasn't married to me, maybe that's what his bedroom would look like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I wonder. That's funny because... Well, it's funny because I, I take pride in, like, I'm 32 now, and I think my apartment looks pretty good. Like, I've invested $300 in a mirror. And... That's crazy. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, it helps that Havenly is there to help me get the best deals on mirrors. Absolutely. Absolutely, (laughs) we are. (laughs) Now I'm thinking back on it and like, how much of that was my girlfriend? Yeah, Um, yeah. I think when I was in like 25 to 29, I moved into this apartment that had like 10 foot ceilings. I don't think I even knew how good it was to have tall ceilings like that. And I just had this sort of, irreverent approach to design where I left one of the rooms like the most beautiful room was this front room that had three giant floor to ceiling windows Um, I left it completely empty because I thought it was funny and I put a plank of wood in there and I I referred to the plank of wood as my bench (laughs) (laughs) sounds about right yeah and um, what can I say I I just magically grew up thanks Havenly (laughs)
1: <laughs> Good. I'm glad we got And help.
0: Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think like these things, like the uh, the style that's trying too hard because you haven't quite found your style yet, or like your inability to organize yourself, or having a collection of decor that's not quite curated in the right way. I don't know. Yeah. All or, these...
1: or frankly, a ton of money to buy a bunch, you know, nice stuff.
0: Yeah. So... All of these things are sort of trademarks of like maybe a 20 something person trying to figure out their design style, which is why today we're going to talk a little bit about those goals to hit, you know, at 30 and beyond. If you're 30 and you don't have the space that you want already, that's okay. You know, there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, life can take priority when you're trying to build a career and a relationship and juggle your friends. It's not often easy to find time or money to design a space that looks great, but you can still have these goals and they actually are somewhat attainable. I think they're totally attainable.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So I think thinking about some of these spaces that might have a younger person's feel, maybe the good place to start is with pieces to ditch or maybe like ways of decorating to eliminate by the time that you're 30.
1: Yeah, So, you know, in in preparation for this little chat here, I thought about my apartment when I was in my you know earlier mid twenties, even late twenties, um, and had you know one of my first big jobs out of college, and I had this. It was a decent sized apartment. Um, You know, at least the living space was pretty big. The kitchen was tiny, but I wasn't doing anything in the kitchen that didn't require a microwave anyway, so that didn't really matter. But the living space was really quite big. And one, I didn't quite totally have the budget to pull it off. Um, And two, I think, you know, sort of my, I would say, style was kind of unrefined. So... What I had in my apartment was a futon from, I'm pretty sure, Kmart. Black futon, black um, futon uh, mattress. And that was my sofa. That was the only seating in my my living space.
0: Welcome to my room. Welcome to my house. You can sit on my bed.
1: Exactly. Where we can sit together on the futon. <laughs> and then I had um, one of those shelving units. It was a matching shelving unit and a a TV stand. I'll call it a TV stand, not a media console. Okay, so they matched, but they were the ones where it was almost like, it looked like pipes. There was like pipes on the sides and then like shelves between them. I'm pretty sure that was Target or Kmart. Like
0: industrial pipes? Kind
1: of, yeah. Yes. I don't know. It was, you know, probably... $29.99, 29.99 okay at Kmart and so that's what I had I ooh, I also had a, an IKEA coffee table no rug um, I think I found oh I found some little mirrors at IKEA that I put up behind the futon so some of those like tiny little round mirrors and I put like six of them up in a grid and thought that that was like, Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. I the begin- of
0: that. There's like the little seed of your. Right. The, it yeah. was the
1: seed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. But nothing really. I mean, looking back now, I now know what I probably should have done, but back then it just it, it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna get much better than that. Why not? I just didn't have the tools, the skill set, the knowledge budget to you know make it come together
0: yeah you're probably too busy being popular as well
1: <laughs> totally yes
0: <laughs> um well okay i have to ask like how do we feel about futons
1: hmm. i mean futons i think serve a purpose and i think that main purpose is in a dorm room <laughs> i mean there Fair are enough. there are some that are a little bit nicer I mean, you can put them into, let's say, an office space that you want to double as a guest room. But you want to make sure that whatever's in the guest room for sleeping is also comfortable. And futons typically are just not all that comfortable. So for me, it was a means to an end, mostly because of budget. But I think that there are much better things um, that you can consider than a futon.
0: Yeah, with... Most Ikeas being so accessible, I mean, I guess Ikea has futons, right? Probably. I think so. They must. They must. But I think just the accessibility of budget-level furniture, like stuff that will look nice and fit into your aesthetic, whatever that might be, can also be affordable. It might not necessarily be built to last for your entire life, but you can get something that looks really good, is comfortable, and is within your budget. But that being said, I think I've noticed in some spaces and over-reliance on Ikea and those types of budget pieces. Uh, It sounds like you walk into some homes and it's like you feel like you're in Ikea or like you're in Target Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know like what the right ratio is for like the right Ikea adult ratio.
1: Right, right. I think you know, obviously back then it was my 1999 like mom coffee table or (laughs) or whatever it was Yeah, but You know, I think, you know, once you hit 30, you typically have a little bit of a better budget. So I think, you know, Ikea is good for, I think, smaller pieces and accessories. I think... When you're thinking of a space, you really need to think of the bigger pieces. Those are the pieces where you need quality. So I wouldn't recommend getting a sofa from IKEA or even a bed from IKEA. In fact, I just read an article on my domain that said the one thing that you should not purchase at IKEA is a mattress. So you know things like Casper are, are sort of I think making mattresses a lot less expensive, which is fantastic. But I would say um, if you're if you're shopping 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 Ikea, you know, sort of think of it for some of the smaller stuff. I know that they have those machines that, you know, are in the stores that pretend to beat up furniture and they say, oh, look how, you know, long it lasts. But I think in reality, you know, keeping it to the, the accessories or smaller pieces is probably the right way to go with Ikea. They've got some great, you know, picture frames. I think Ikea is great for picture frames. Um, They've got some good vases and those types of things.
0: So Ikea is a no-go for beds. Yeah. Well, you bring up a good point because I think Casper, and there's a couple other services like Casper, um, where you can essentially order a really nice mattress and it gets delivered to you. I mean, that's easy, Mm -hmm. but I still think that there's a tendency for people who haven't hit their 30-year-old home design goals to like order that mattress in the mail and then put it on the floor, maybe.
1: Yes. a la adam via girls
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah
1: Yeah. there's there is a a bit of a a trend of mattresses on the floor but i will tell you this is very 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 hard to pull off so unless you are a very experienced designer i would say get a frame get your mattress up off of the floor frames are actually really inexpensive And then headboards. So if you can get a headboard, you know, something that's fairly universal, we source them all of the time uh, for our clients. So just getting a headboard that will fit with your frame can actually be very inexpensive, you know, even just a couple hundred dollars.
0: Huh. That's thinking about going out to buy a headboard makes my skin crawl. I cannot imagine. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I would rather go and shop at Ross Dress for Less for 12 hours. Then try to go buy a headboard for myself. Yeah. I have no idea. Like, I don't think I can even visualize what a headboard looks like.
1: You don't have a headboard?
0: I don't have a headboard, no.
1: Jason. Uh, I didn't know this about you. We've <laughs> got to get you a headboard. I, need,
0: I guess I need one. I have a bed skirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Is that what they're no. called? Is that not what they're called?
1: Yes, the skirt that goes around the bottom of the bed. Yeah. Oh, Jason. But buddy. no head... <laughs> We got to help you out. I didn't realize quite what, uh, you know, what we were dealing with here.
0: Well, hey, it's not all that bad. I mean, does everybody need a headboard?
1: Um, I, w- I would highly recommend a headboard. And all if it right. isn't a traditional headboard, it's at least, you know, there's a lot of kind of DIY and interesting hacks that people will use to put behind their bed. Think of when you walk into a room, any room, you want to have a wall that is sort of a focal point So in the bedroom, it's typically the wall that the bed is on. And if you don't have a headboard, there really isn't something there to grasp your attention. And, you know, there isn't really a a space for your eye to land in the room. So And bed skirts, Jason, I think you just broke a rule of something you're not supposed to have. Well, maybe unless you're like a... 70 year old woman
0: <laughs> it's a whole different set of home design goals once you're at 70
1: yes there are some bed skirts that are nice i will i will say well but. we like
0: we store things under a bed we have like those those tupperware mm. containers with just all kinds of junk underneath the bed i don't want that exposed
1: i i hear you so mm-hmm. what so
0: what do you do like say so you have like one of those metal bed frames yep uh i got my casper mattress on there yep what what do i do about that bed frame hanging out
1: Well, if you, I mean, if you have something under it that you want to cover, I would get a really tailored bed skirt. Mm. So, you know, the bed skirts I'm thinking of are the ones, you know, that are kind of frilly and, and, and just, they look really feminine and a little bit more girly, but there are some, you know, for instance, Pottery Barn that are a little bit more tailored and they have really crisp corners, uh, that, that help it look a little bit more modern and upscale, I think
0: okay after this episode i'm coming by your desk
1: <laughs> okay good i
0: need some bed styling we'll, tips apparently we'll figure it out thank you
1: i think another thing that a lot of people forget about is art or their walls in general i remember when my husband and i first started dating i came over to his house and there was absolutely nothing on the walls and I think that, you know, a lot of times people are either paralyzed by the thought of buying something, there are tons of options out there for art, and it's really hard to find something that speaks to you, something that's personal, something that's interesting and you really like. You know, it's something you're going to look at all the time. And again, something that says something about who you are to other people who enter your space. Yeah. So I think a lot of times people get a little overwhelmed by choosing art. I know we often do as designers because it is such a personal thing. Um, but I think one of the things for you to think about, you know, in in your 30s is getting things up on the wall uh, that you really are interested in and and care about and you know make a nice statement in your space i think it can be art wall hangings are pretty popular right now whether it's you know something macrame i know west elm and cb2 have a couple of cool ones that i use a lot in my designs and mirrors Um, cb2 has a lot of really great affordable options and i think they're they you know, mirrors in general I think just add a lot to a space, whether it's making a small space larger or bouncing light around the room to make it feel a little bit brighter and open.
0: Or being able to see yourself more.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's
0: that's why I love mirrors. Oh my goodness,
1: my mom, like, we would have we had mirrors all over our house and every single time I walked by one of those mirrors I looked at myself in the mirror mm-hmm. and she is just like you're crazy. <laughs> 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 one other thing that i see a lot and and when i when i went out to purchase my first adult furniture real furniture i went to a furniture store and bought a matching sofa and love seat in a really nice microfiber fabric horrible horrible (laughs) it it became a hand-me-down so my brother now has it in his like spare you know living room or whatever but I think that's sort of one thing that you do when you're younger is, you know, you go to the furniture store and these two things are put together on the uh, showroom floor. So you just purchase them and off you go. When I think right now matching pieces are, are completely out, um, not not in, not on trend by any stretch of the imagination. So I think that getting rid of the matching set is something that you should definitely do by the time you're 30.
0: Okay. See, you had me tricked at first. I thought it was the microfiber that wasn't cool. Oh,
1: well, I mean, that's not super cool either, but... Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's really the matchiness.
1: It is the mat. Yes, for sure the matchingness.
0: Yeah, now that I think about it, I have had some matching issues in my past.
1: Yeah, People do it with bedroom sets as well. I have, I hate to say this, I still have in my house a matching bedroom set. But I have the bed in a nightstand in a guest bedroom and then the dresser in my master bedroom.
0: Oh my God. I know,
1: I know. Don't go spreading that around. (laughs) But
0: Everybody flag this page in the Poof podcast. (laughs) This is evidence that highly
1: not funny definitely don't tell my boss
0: okay i won't okay okay so speaking of of things definitely not to do don't go totally matching unless you are a super savvy designer that knows exactly how to pull it off are there things that are absolutely no goes, like a hard rule that you can't break
1: well i think uh for sure this the the matching furniture is is absolutely a no-go um, I think one other thing is rug size. I think a lot of times, you know, we buy a rug because we want it to be a nice decorative piece. You know, maybe it serves a function on hardwood floors as well. But rugs can be expensive. So we buy a tiny little 5 by 8 rug. And it's it's one of the things that you can immediately tell about a space when you walk into a room as a designer, is that the rug is too small for the space. So the rule of thumb is, in a space, uh, each of the pieces of furniture in your room should be able to fit its front legs on the rug. So no floating rugs. Um, everything should sort of be connected in the space, and that rug is really kind of the um, the piece that grounds it and holds it all together. So by the time you're thirty, definitely get a rug that fits the size of your room and the pieces that you have in it.
0: Okay. Well, I think you need to give me two basic things to consider when choosing the right size rug. Like, how do I know that it's? I'm in the store and I haven't measured my room, but I have like a basic visual memory of it like what are two things I can think of are there two things that I can think of to like when I'm rug shopping that will help me
1: I mean you definitely should have measurements of your room
0: okay so so start again
1: yes (laughs) exactly go home and get the measurements for sure gotcha you know that's also something that we see is people buying something that's too large or too small for their space uh, in general so yes number one definitely have measurements of your space we recommend having about a foot to a foot and a half space between the rug and your outer walls. So, that's in terms of the room size in general. You know, if you're looking for something that is a little bit smaller, again, like I said before, make sure, consider all the pieces that you have in your space, and then make sure the front legs of each of those pieces are going to fit on the rug in the sort of configuration that you have them in in your room.
0: Okay. I can I can be I can remember those things. You can get you
1: can get behind that? Okay. Yeah. Gut.
0: <laughs> I have one last question about art for Kylie. Yeah. I feel like I'm an audience member. My <laughs> hand is raised.
1: <laughs> yes, Jason.
0: I have this one poster. I don't want to mention what band it is. Okay. But you know. It's one of those it's one of those bands that has three words in their name. Okay, And it's a tiny bit ratty, but I've taken sort of good care of it. And okay. it's rolled up right now. It used to be tacked to my, ma- my wall with putty. Okay. And like, how can I bring that back to life? Is it possible, acceptable? Like, I've got this one piece of like sort of 20-ish. It's like a memorabilia from my past life. And like, what if I want to incorporate that into my look?
1: Yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple of things that you can consider. One does this piece still fit with your current lifestyle so is it something that you really want on display in your living room it could be something that maybe you put in the bedroom or you know if you have an office or something like that so one is to consider putting it somewhere that's a little bit less public and and in your face i like
0: that consideration like different levels of right of your interest based on what space yeah you're putting things yes cool
1: and i think the second one is you know look at getting it framed there's a lot of places that we work with that will frame any art that we send into them so if you get a really nice frame you can put it either as a standalone piece if it's large enough or you could even create a gallery wall around it but i think really the key is getting a nice frame something that's going to preserve it and make it look a little bit more grown up on your wall
0: that's great advice after this, I'm going to listen to the podcast and write it down so that I remember that. Good. Thank you, Kylie.
1: You bet. And thank, have her girlfriend thank me for not telling you that you can put it above the
0: sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think she will. Thank you for that. I think that's about it for today. Um, if we missed something that you want to hear about when it comes to having design goals once you hit 30, just let us know. But, you know, thank you for listening. Go listen to Lena Dunham's podcast. Yeah, it's that on sounds fun. It's really good. Um, if you're interested in home design and you feel like you might not have the money or the time to make it happen, you really should try Havenly. Um, Kylie is not a phenomenon. Well, she's a phenomenon and she's <laughs> phenomenal, but she's not like she's not the only designer at Havenly that is this good. And whatever your style is. You can find a designer who will work with you over the internet to make a space that is adult and awesome so that you can impress your friends and make them, you know, think that you have magically become an adult. And for a limited time, until the end of October, you can use the code Kylie K-Y-L-E-E, to get 25% off of a full Havenly room design pretty good deal it is if you want to learn more about havenly or see any of the the tips that we mentioned in today's episode or anything else related to today's episode check out the blog post for poof episode number two if you want to come say hello to us on instagram or facebook or twitter or just check out what we're up to go for it thanks for listening
1: bye